Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Football Abrazo podcast. I'm Brooks. I'm here with my man. Bro- <laughs> Wait, I'm Blaine. I'm here with my man, Brooks. And today we got another episode coming at you live from Barcelona slash Salt Lake City. Brooks, let's like let's not beat around the bush. Okay, first things first. Clubs in London were up to big business last week, and fresh off of a January transfer window, one club spent one really big. One club spent pretty small. Both teams got some transfers in. Friday night game, London Derby, West London Derby, Fulham, and Stanford playing Chelsea. <sighs> Blockbuster January transfer window. We could only draw 0-0. We still can't score goals. I just got it. you know, I don't know what to say. The team needs time. Yes. Uh... You know, well, this is realistically, okay, no joking. Enzo Fernandez looked just as good as you would have expected him to look. I feel like that was a good takeaway. That's a big takeaway. On the other, yes, he looked great. He looked fantastic. He had a couple bad passes that people might want to talk about, but like overall, I would say he was fantastic. If he can play even a, a third of the way he played, that game considering like he was basically like he was so deep defending he was like the third center back but he would still get all the way to from to the other box i feel like if he could play like that or even a third as good as that every game for the next eight years like if he could consistently be that good or a third of that good for eight years he's a good signing on the other hand the ukrainian boy uh mahalo mudrik he got subbed at halftime Apparently he was sick, so we can't say anything bad about him. He was sick. He still hasn't had a full run in. He was sick. Don't say anything about it. <laughs> Last but not least, I thought the other kid from PSV, Nani Medoweki, I thought he looked good. He looked I would good. like to see him start next game. He looked good. I would like to see him start next game, and that's all I can really say. The rest, you know, Fofana also looked good when he came on, and Badia Shield, I guess he's played three games and he has three clean sheets. Badia Shield looks, looks like he's say. been there with Thiago Silva for like five years. That guy looks like he was ready to just come in and, and hold it down with Thiago. But so, yeah, I mean, Mikhail Mudrik, if, you, if you're not healthy, I don't know, like he just didn't look good to pull off 45 minutes. I'm just like don't yeah. don't start him then if he's like sick enough to not play well and can get subbed off in the 45 minutes you got you got nine new signings <laughs> okay so put someone else in you yeah. got a you got a couple teams to work with there but um, yeah I just think that with that many players in that short of amount of time they're just gonna need some time to mesh and we talked about this off camera like we've been texting about this they just need some time yeah. to get together to gel a little bit to mesh um, but that being said Enzo you know straight off the plane from, or from that restaurant bar that they did his photo shoot in <laughs> just took him right to Yo, stanford bridge suited him up to the tavern <laughs> yep mm-hmm. have you been there oh it's so funny dude i have actually because yeah. i'm going there next time i've never Not been a- i'm like ah, oh, cool let me hit this place up next time yeah yeah i i watched a game in there um, oh cool that, like alone, way back, like I, I can't say way back in the day, like ten years ago. Is it owned by them? Uh, was in London. Yeah. Okay. It's on the property. Okay. 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 And I couldn't afford. I couldn't afford a ticket to the game. But that place looks like it's <laughs> not cheap to eat at. <laughs> hey, things <laughs> yo, have changed in ten years either. for you, Blaine. Let's not. <laughs> yo, yeah, I yeah, I was fresh out of school, man. I was a kid. 
<laughs> Yo, but yeah, I but yeah, I sat in there. I watched the game. It was a good time. That's cool. I, I would like that. I That's like funny that. though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You you know, because you can hear the crowd roaring. You know, straight from the plane wow. to the bar. Wow. Okay. But anyway, let's talk about this other thing real quick, and then we got to move on from Chelsea because we we didn't talk the deaf about Chelsea. Yeah, but I do have one question. The last after. thing. Okay, then ask your question first because oh. it might be what I was going to say. Well, I mean, it's about Aubameyang because he's the only man, he's the highest scorer in Champions League for them this season. And Grand Potter decided he's out. We don't need him in Champions League anymore. So what what do you make of that whole situation? Yeah, okay. That's exactly what I was going to mention. Okay, cool, so cool. yeah. So first off, I feel like Chelsea, and I feel like Chelsea isn't the only one, but Chelsea definitely does have a pattern of being disrespectful to their goal scorers. I yeah. feel like it's like... Like he has the most goals and they're like, okay, but like this guy could have more goals than him. It's like, but, but he actually has more goals. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, you look at like a player that you don't think is supposed to be performing and you look at a player that is supposed to be performing it and it's like topsy turvy. So it's like, well, this guy's, you know, scoring, this guy looks like he should, but he's not. Do you want to win games? You got, you like, my money is always on you take the guy that's scoring goals and it's like yeah well he hasn't scored for however long it's like he also hasn't played in chelsea like 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 we look like dog no one can like, score on chelsea it's not just obamian it's just well, like chelsea's not scoring right yeah, well, now well and dude now now i didn't want to talk about this and you brought it up so now i'm pissed <laughs> off no no striker has ever really thrived at Chelsea. Yeah. The only strike, like in the last, since Diego Costa, we have, between Diego Costa and Tammy Abraham, that was the last time we had an established striker that was actually scoring goals on a consistent basis, and we blew it up with both of them. We sent Diego Costa packing for Alvaro and Matt, and that was a, that was a, that was a mistake. And Tammy... Yeah, and then Tammy Abraham, I mean, which I feel like is a little bit of a conspiracy. We sent him packing to Rome when he was our highest our highest goal scorer to bring in some other people that we thought could do better. And, you know, that didn't work out. Then they paid, you know, for Romelu Lukaku. But that also coincided when, when we stopped playing. Well, not by our choice, but like our players got injured. Like Reese James, Ben Chilwell, that whole thing. I'm not going to go down that line again. The point I'm saying is, their champion, their Champions League selection, I believe they got it completely wrong. Okay. Felix isn't even in the squad. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's good. And I want him to sign a full-term contract. But you can't got you can't have a guy on loan playing in the Champions League ahead of a, a permanent transfer unless you're thinking you want to get that guy full-time and you don't want to upset him by not letting him play. But if it were up to me, you keep Aubameyang in. You keep him in. Okay, we're playing Dortmund in a week or two, for crying out loud. You keep him in. You definitely keep Batty Ashil in. And I feel like you got to go with Enzo Fernandez. And the rest of them got to miss out. That has, I mean, that if that's what it is. And if you could sign a third one, I don't remember if you had to like drop one, but you could only sign three new, but there yeah, was three. still you can add like one more in your, in your squad. In your, yeah, you can, add, you can say one more name. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I mean, bring in Mihailo Mudrik. Okay. That would, you know, you, if if you if you you know bring in the defender that's actually defending, and then your midfielder that you p- broke the bank for, and then your winger that you 
also broke the bank for it. Yeah. I mean, and I like honestly speaking, and now, now we're 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 gonna and then we're gonna be done with Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was looking at their transfers. Muhailo Mudrik might be good. He might not be good. He looks like he could be good. You've said that from the beginning it. when everyone's been like, even myself, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait yeah. to see this guy. You've always been like, nah, let's, let's hold the horses for a bit. We've seen him in one Champions League highlight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he might be good. He might not be good. But, but I also look at the other two attacking players that we got that were basically free when compared to those Mm-hmm. To those weight, like what we paid for Mahalo or Mahalo Mudrik. And I'm like, I think like equally on the same page, Nani Medawecki yeah. could also be really good. Like he has all the hallmarks of really good players. So I think it's cool that like we broke the bank for one, but we also found another winger for basically free that could yeah. also end up being really good. And it like evens Kinda itself out where like one has like the pressure, the other one doesn't have the pressure yeah. and they meet in the middle and they both could be good. But obviously for optics, you're going to want to go with the guy that you spent, you know, a hundred yeah. million us dollars on and not the guy that you smuggled out of PSV. <laughs> and then also I think Fofana, Didi Fofana also looks really good like he might be able to just be the striker we never had anyway that's it okay did i answer your question yeah that was it i mean yeah because i'm with you i think that you know you you keep a bonnying but maybe that's moving on we've we've spent hours on this in the last two weeks (laughs) yeah exactly let's move on let's move on to north london man (sighs) everton arsenal what in the world it's interesting because I, I didn't know this stat. Obviously, our Arsenal couldn't beat Everton when they needed to last season, but I didn't know that Arsenal haven't beat Everton at home in like six, the last like six games, I think. It's like a crazy stat. They just can't beat Everton away. And just like, you know, City will get there, I guess, eventually, but City lost to Tottenham tonight. Pep has, that's the, his, yeah. he, he can't beat Tottenham at home at, or at White yeah. Hart Lane or whatever it's called now. So Arsenal yeah. looked like you got, obviously you got to give credit to Everton, but Arsenal looked so bad. Like I remember thinking, I was like, this is, this is, this is, this, this looks familiar. Ah, uh, yes. This looks like Arsenal of like two years ago. You know, it's not how they looked this whole season. They looked much better than this game. And and I'm not, I'm, I mean, you might call me a hater or whatever, but I don't think Everton played outstanding, but they did have that new manager shine, you know, and whenever that new manager comes in, you got that glow and you got to work extra hard. So was that, was that Deitch? Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Deitch actually yeah, knows crazy. how to play against Arsenal, but, you know, luckily for Arsenal fans around the world, uh, City also dropped points. So it's still five points of the game in hand. Grace was like, there just must be something a blip in the matrix because Arsenal lost to Everton city lost to Tottenham, but you know, you, you, you win some, you lose some at this point, Arsenal still have more points than the invincibles had, which is wild. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you, let me ask you a different question. Well, first off, I want you to respond to a meme. I, I'm sure you probably saw it. People were calling Jorginho the secret agent. <laughs> Did you see these tweets? No, I didn't. Or these Instagram posts? They said they said he's an in, it was an inside job. He went to Arsenal to prevent them from winning the league. Because as soon as he as soon as he was subbed into the game, that's when they conceded. That's when they conceded. <laughs> so people were like, Jorginho just went to went to Arsenal to make sure they don't win the yeah. league. Yeah, I said every Chelsea player does. William did funny. the same thing. Peter Cech did the same thing. 
David D- David Louise. The king of red cards. It's like who wanted he was more probably red cards? The, him or he something? was probably the biggest yeah. culprit. No, it was just yeah. bad. <laughs> I, I, William Saliba. I mean, Gabriel. What? Wait, Willian was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm yeah. good. No. Well, bro, you look at you look at him, and so you, obviously at Chelsea, he won two league. He won like probably like 15 trophies at Chelsea. He was great for Chelsea. Goes to Arsenal again. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I want, I just want my kids to finish the school year. Yeah. I'm not really trying to play for you guys. Goes back to Brazil, plays for Corinthians for a season and a half. Now he's in Fulham. Looks like he wants to play football again. again. He's looking he's, great. Yeah, he, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's like a man. He's like a man reborn. He's giving Chelsea the business every other day. Getting assist, playing like he looks like he's twenty seven again. But anyway, you know that's beside the, the point is, yeah, Chelsea players don't play for Arsenal when they go there. Even Didier Drogba st- said that he had a tweet like last year. I was or two years ago maybe with with David Luiz, and it was like work. You know, like thank you, Agent Luis, for fulfilling your job. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, yeah. And so that's what we, you know, on our Instagram we posted. I I was like this has never when was the last time this ended well for arsenal i can't remember when the last time was that they bought someone from Chelsea. the ugly around works Darud went to arsenal oh yeah i was gonna say yeah. sesk won a champions didn't he win a champions league at arsenal i mean at at, at chelsea or did he just win the league he, no, he just won the league yes yeah, okay. won the league obviously Giroud ashley won cole league. won it all ashley cole won everything yeah so anytime yeah, i mean cole going back everything. to what's his name uh it's just it's it's really never worked for us. I can't, William uh, Gallas uh, like that he came to Arsenal. Oh won yeah, nothing. Gallus. Yeah, our def- yeah yeah yeah. That's nothing. right. That's right. Yeah, he won it all. Then he walked away. It's never worked for us. That's right. I forgot. That's like yeah, back in the yeah. early two thousands. So <laughs> I'm just like, why? That's funny. Why? 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 And 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 let me just I guess finish up by saying this because we also talk about Arsenal a ton, but. I'm not Jorginho. We talked about this a while ago. Like there were, there was rumor when Thomas Partey was still in Atletico that Arsenal was going to get Jorginho or something, and you guys were going to get Thomas Partey. As it turned out, Arsenal gets Partey. The first two years, he's not good. Meanwhile, Jorginho is finishing third in Ballon d'Or, winning Euros, winning Champions League, and then we get this. And yep. then Partey's really an incredible player, but he's finally kind of coming to. Um, and now we get Jorginho when he's, you know, 31 years old, probably tired, not not ready to give his all. Yeah, run, run, running less than he did when he was supposed to be in his prime. Yeah. So I wasn't I wasn't extremely okay. happy. I think he still got it, but he still got it for Chelsea. For Arsenal, it just it never works out. Yeah. Okay, well, move, well, I guess before we move on, so, I mean, obviously, uh, Arsenal's still top of the table despite losing to a, a, you know, relegation contender. I don't know if we said this on camera or not, but Man City blew it. Their opportunity to make up some, some ground, they couldn't beat the Spurs, you know. Antonio Conte came through, you know. And Conte, Did you guys a huge, solid, I bet that was an awkward situation to be in. What? You got to root for the Spurs. Were you rooting for the Spurs today? <laughs> Be honest. This is not the first time that, that the thought has crossed this. my mind this Somebody season. This. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was definitely one of those times where I was like angry and I was hoping that maybe an Argentine yeah. would have scored the goal, but instead he got red carded and he was sent off. So, Tottenham still held yeah, down the win with 10 men, but um, Harry Kane is now Tottenham's all time leading goal scorer. Albeit in more games than what's his name, but you know, 
still looks like an old man, even though he's still Aguero. technically in his 20s. The, at the halftime, they were like, still in yeah. his 20s. I'm like, how is this dude still in his 20s? He's moving like he's 67, but he's 29. He's moving. He's been, he been stiff forever. Yeah. Um, okay, so looking, okay, so look at this. I'm looking at the uh, the schedule right now. Okay. Arsenal's next two games. Brentford at home. Man City at home. Okay, both day both the games are within four days of each other. One's on Saturday, then they play Man City that same Wednesday. How does that make you feel? Can they will they will they still be at the top of the table come next Thursday or two Thursdays from now? I you think they saying? will. Yeah, because I I think that it's you know you sometimes when you get a loss it it helps kind of fuel you a little bit. The downside is sometimes when these Arsenal well, not this year because they've only lost now twice. But in the past, when these losses come, they come in they come in streaks for Arsenal. Like the end of last season, they just needed to win a game and they lost like three of the last four or whatever. So hopefully history doesn't yeah. repeat itself. But I think that, I mean, Brentford is tough. And I love seeing, you know, this Brentford team play and win and uh, and compete. But I, Arsenal has to win. They have to. I think that if they're going to be taken seriously, and they, they're gonna, yeah. I think they'll still be on top after they play Man City. Do I think they'll beat Man City? No. Okay. Do you? I, what do you think? I think they'll beat. I don't. I think they'll beat Brentford, and I'd be happy with a Man City draw. Yeah, I mean, I could see him beating Brentford. I could also see Brentford beating them. Yeah. As far as Man City game goes, I can't see but one winner. Who? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I honestly think Arsenal will beat him. I I feel like Pep Guardiola is gonna like be like, yo, this is my ex, it's my ex assistant. You know, we already beat him in the Carabao Cup, or maybe it was the FA Cup, but it was only one goal by uh, you know a halfback. We got to go all the way in, so he's gonna overthink it. He's gonna make, mess it up. It's a Arsenal good point because. Why does okay three o three o is the prediction three o is the prediction from Blam? But I write that down right here. So why yeah, does Pep do this? Why does Pep, for example, not start De Bruyne against Tottenham tonight? Why does what what does he do this for? Why is he like this? I don't, I don't, I don't, I bro, I don't think anybody knows why he's making these why why he continues to make these bad decisions for during big games. Yes. Like it's like it's like he almost like he like it's like he's crippled. Like just just pick Kevin De Bruyne. Nah, <laughs> just nah. We don't need him. We don't need him. Should we should we say play a same formation we've been playing the entire tournament and we're right about to win the championship or or the Champions League? Can't do it. Wow, <laughs> let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. They'll be they'll be expecting that they're they'll be expecting that so they'll be ready to play against us. Yeah, that's the that's the whole point, Pep. Everyone knows what you're playing and they still can't. Beat yeah, you. they only beat you when you play something they aren't expecting. He beats himself. You know? he beats himself. Yeah, exactly. It's like anyway, yeah. So, I yeah. So I I wouldn't be worried. I wouldn't be worried. I feel like it's always the teams that have something to prove that pose the biggest threats to like. The champ, like the the team that's at the top of the team, yeah, like Arsenal and everything. Like not saying they'll always win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like they like they have so much more to lose than you, and like you're also like 
focused on what you have to win, but I don't know. I just feel like it's always hard to beat like those relegation teams. It's like they're in relegation, but it's like almost like your foot, the brand of football, like the top of the table teams play is too silky and too like yeah. dignified for, 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 for those bottom of the table teams. So they just like, kind of like just mess everything up for them. They're like, you're supposed to, it's like they're almost like their lack of discipline and their lack of like wherewithal helps them because like they don't do the things that you would expect your opponent to do when they're like in this position they do the opposite and it's like oh we didn't think they were going to do that and then like they have like a quick goal yeah it's like dang i, I actually that i have i mean maybe we can talk about this at a different time because i know we're trying to be somewhat brief on this one but that's kind of my opinion about granite shaka i know that that's a very unpopular opinion so as an arsenal fan to like really like this guy i've liked this guy since arsenal winger um but I have my opinion as to why he was so prone to the the red the, the red cards. Just like I have a I have a weird conspiracy that Arsenal won't sign Nike players. Just look at it. When was the last Nike Nike player they signed? In fact, every Nike player leaves when they get there. And Damn. and now we got now we got Martin Odegaard still on, on the last colorway of the of the Mercurials, and I'm afraid that he's going to leave too. So. We we just, I I mean this is yeah. a weird conspiracy that like don't need to spend much time on it. I could you know but I'm I'm I mean I feel like if we're gonna take the conversation that way this is, let me tell you how I feel about the conspiracy if it because it it would make sense Nike has a presence a pretty a pretty stinking big presence in London mm-hmm. Spurs Chelsea once upon a time Crystal Palace yeah. Crystal Palace yeah um Ooh. once upon a time Arsenal forever twenty something years yeah i guess yeah yeah like it was like all i knew for yeah. the longest time like was i mean obviously i knew adidas arsenal first but then mm-hmm. nike for like my entire like teens yeah. and early 20s um yeah dude i because like they just barely because they, they signed that puma deal probably around like probably 2014 i think 14 15 maybe 15 maybe 14 even, yeah. yeah maybe even before that 13, yeah 14 it was a short well i feel like it was a very short-lived contract yeah it was a one one series or whatever of of contract and then off to adidas okay who's already renewed them anyway oh they did yeah yeah but even like i mean again like i know we don't have to get super far into this but like hector bellerun huge nike athlete adidas or nike signs arsenal signs to puma he goes to puma leaves I think that Hector Bellerin's greatest performances were in Nike. Um, then he, after his Puma contract ended, he dabbled in like had some Nikes with good performances in there. Then he went to Mizuno. Then I don't know. We, we, I could go. I could do like a whole episode on this, but I know that's not what we're trying to do right now. But yeah, it's a conspiracy. Well, I Nike, mean, if, if we're they talking Nike contracts players. and boots and athletes, yeah, Arsenal. But I mean, it's 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 all it's intriguing but have have you been seeing what's happening with uh vinicius jr and his nike contract yeah what do you make of that i think that nike is kind of now it's, it's funny because he his his big beef is that he's not being represented well enough by nike yes and so he's like i'm gonna still yeah, he wasn't he wasn't in the world cup commercial yeah that was yeah and and okay like you just started performing. You just like a year and a half ago, your boy Benzema wasn't even was telling players not to pass you the ball. So I mean, I get yeah. I get that you're upset and you have every right to be upset, but 
I just, I think it's just childish. I think it's one of these like trophy syndrome things. It's like, but what I think Nike's doing that's really funny is the last two ads that I've seen about these new Phantom GXs have both been by Real Madrid players and they're not, and they're not, and I never see Nike like athletes repped by our Madrid athletes that wear Nike on a, on a Nike ad, unless it was obviously Ronaldo. So two of many. Was it? Was it Kamavinga and Chuamini? So three, actually, because Kamavinga, Chuamini, and Rodrigo, the Brazilian. So Nike's like, that's fine. We'll that's just pick right. these around you. <laughs> we'll just do the you do your boys instead yeah. of you still. You can you you know you can that's get right. upset. Dude, you I can didn't take even. I yeah. Oh, I didn't even connect the dots because I yeah because I the one I saw the most was the Aurelian Chuamini. I was like I was like yo he's a star. Star I love that boy. Yeah. I I I didn't even think oh this is shots fired because Vinny is going through it right now and he wishes he grant he doesn't he wants wear to be that boy that shoe no. but he wants to be yeah. that that yeah. guy yeah it's like it, like it's not a problem like maybe yeah and i mean yeah i i don't know i mean it's like all i can say is like i think nike i mean i just how do you I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, can't you just, ex- I, I don't know. Like if someone said to him, like if Nike said, Hey Vinny, listen, like obviously we, we've had a relationship with you since you were like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. You, you scored, you know, in a champions league final you had the best season of your career. We already have somebody representing Brazil in this commercial. He just so happens to be one of the greatest players to ever play the game and has a Ballon d'Or to his name. So he's going to be the person that we have representing Brazil in this commercial you're a bright star you'll have plenty of other opportunity opportunities for campaigns and we'll you know we'll get like if because if if some like if your client saying like i feel disgruntled because i'm not in campaigns it's like fine put him in a commercial or put him in a campaign like you put his teammates in a campaign like if that would make him happy it's like to if you're mad because you weren't in a world cup commercial because brazil was represented by ronaldinho it's like you're you know there's there's like so many brazilians that are going to represent you in a world cup commercial like neymar would represent you if he was still for nike yeah. and that like that's just how it is like they don't have multiple people from multiple countries it's like some well i, I guess that's a lie virgil van dyke and edgar davies david was in the world cup commercial and i think ronaldo and ronaldinho were in there and Ronaldo was in there twice. Oh, Betty Jr. Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. But also, here's my thing with this is I think that I just think it's silly that I, I mean, we only know one side of it, right? I haven't heard Nike tends to stay pretty quiet about these things as far as like publicity goes. Obviously, Vinny's being pretty loud about it and his agent and his lawyer being pretty loud about it. And he wants people to know that he's in, in he's intentionally wearing a previous version. But I just don't think yeah. Nike really cares that much. Like to your point, he had an incredible year, like a breakthrough season. And I don't know what the talks looked like about maybe getting the contract renewal or this and that or whatever, but it's, I do think that Nike is in a bit of, we've talked about this before, like Nike's letting a lot of these athletes go. They're really being very particular about who they're choosing um, to represent, who they're letting to let go. Like, you know, they easily were like, okay, Neymar, like, you don't want us to do this in good faith, um, little deep dive on you, you can leave, you know. Um, so uh, the, my point with that is that Brazil is kind of the reason Nike is so pre- prevalent in important in the footballing world, 
because they, you know, that was the first big thing they went after was the Brazilian national team in their in the nineties. Um, and yep. I've always felt almost, it's almost sacrilegious when I see a Brazilian in Adidas, but it's getting more and more often and more and more frequent that we see uh, Brazilian players not in Nike anymore. The first one I remember like big was Kaká. I was like, dang, it's crazy. Like every Brazilian's wearing Nike, but this dude's out here in Adidas. Now it's not mm -hmm. the thing anymore. It used to be, I feel like yeah. they were held down by Nike and uh, and vice versa. But now it's it's very it's very normal to see them in Adidas or Puma or whatever. So I'm wondering yeah. what their long term plan is with this like is it not because they're pulling out of south america in general they're not with boca juniors they were with them for nearly yeah. 30 years there's like they only sponsor like two years two teams in south america so yeah corinthians and like nacional from colombia is are the only two i can think yeah of. They're, unless they're they had one i forget the argentine club uh that was left standing after boca but that's probably gonna oh. run out too yeah um they just want to okay, be europe well, European, they want to be bigger in Europe, and that's where the money is. So, makes sense. But yeah, yeah, which you know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like, yeah, if if I ran Nike's football department, I would do a lot of things differently. But I guess what I would say is, and I always compare like cleat deals to to basketball deals. Like in my opinion, like if you like, they have what like, let's just say four four shoes at one given time. They're marketing four shoes, like two variations of the Vapor maybe two variations of the phantom and then a tempo. So anywhere from four to five different cuts. Yeah. As long as you have like who people perceive to be one of the best players wearing each one of those boots, that's all, that's all like, as far as like moving units, that's all you really need yeah. to sell those shoes. Like if, if, if I mean for better or for worse, if Cristiano Ronaldo is the mercurial superfly face, alongside Kylian Mbappe no one else ever needs to wear a super fly again for people want <laughs> yeah. to wear the super fly yeah if you know that's the only two people that need to wear it if if you're trying to sell the tiempo and it happens to be like back in the day it was like Ronaldinho that would wear the tiempo or or Francesco Totti those are the only two people yeah. you need to wear the tiempos for anyone to want to buy the tiempos anybody else that you're yeah. paying to wear them you're doing them a favor because it's like, yeah, like, like for example, like Joshua Kimmich might be somebody's favorite player. But when it comes down to it, Kevin DeBroner is the face of the Phantom Vision shoe. Totally. He is the reason that most people want to wear that shoe would wear that shoe. I'm not saying he's the only one, but like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, you have these stars and it's like, you know, it's like we don't like Vinny, like you're you're great. You're you're a good player, but like we don't need you to sell the mercurial like as good as you are, like. People are always going to buy the material, like until someone's better than Kylian Mbappe, they're going to buy this shoe because of Kylian Mbappe. If they ever sign yeah. Erling Holland on a full time contract and he decides he wants to wear the Vapor variant instead of the Superfly, he's the only person that needs to wear it. Everyone else, it's like you need. Like I just feel like you need to understand where you are in that hierarchy, and I feel like it's easier to like point out in American basketball because like all of those players get their actual own signature shoe yeah. instead of just getting like a special color every three or four months that says it's for them to like say like I am the face of Nike basketball, and it's like okay, like Jason Tatum, like yeah, like you're you know you wear Jordans, but like you're not the face of Jordan brand. So like, if you don't want to, you know, take the million dollars we give you every season, that's fine. Yeah. 
Like we know at the end of the day, it's going to be like Zion Wilson and Luka Doncic that are like carrying this brand for us. They're the superstars. Like you're really good and you're also an all-star, but like kids want to be like for better or for worse. They want to be like Zion and Luka. Jason Tatum, you're really good, but no, like kids typically don't want to be like you. So like, we don't care what you think. We don't care that you're number one in the East. You know, that's all. I feel like I've talked too much. No, no, no. You're good. I just want to say as well that like Nike is essentially, yeah, they make incredible athletic gear and boots. Like that's all you and I really wear aside from your shirt you got on right now. But the the, the they're a, they're a marketing agency essentially like they 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 pretty much are and they they were the ones that made the decision when you mentioned you know Cristiano Ronaldo 15 years ago and and um so Messi and Ronaldo were wearing Nike's at the same time and they decided you know what this Ronaldo kid is way more marketable than this Messi kid and 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 as far as marketing goes no question was that the right decision Messi's uh, you know I love him to death but he's just an awkward guy and for as much as I love him and most of the world loves him I think that people still prefer to wear whatever Ronaldo's wearing he's just more marketable and it'll be the same thing with Mbappe and that might be why um this Holland decision is so weird and he's in you know Phantoms training and then Mercurials on the pitch I don't know if Nike's like hey like we have we have I mean we have Mbappe right now and for a very long time we'll have Mbappe so you can either choose to wear this and not be the face or here try these Phantoms or whatever like De Bruyne is 31 32 years old now I don't know but at the end of the day like you're right Nike has had this this thing locked down for a long time and they know who's gonna probably succeed Mbappe or maybe they're already looking for the person that will see it succeed Mbappe in 10 years time or whatever it is just like Mbappe is succeeding Ronaldo right now so as it in my opinion like for me I wouldn't wear whatever Vinny's wearing I'm you know old and I'll still like yo Mbappe's wearing that let me get that <laughs> oh Mbappe has that Nike sweatsuit yeah. let me find that yeah. sweatsuit you know it's it's yeah. different yeah like yeah yeah it, it, there's levels yeah. to it and you just he got he just needs to like realize like I mean I'm not telling like people what to do but like like you're making millions playing for real madrid and nike's happy to pay you millions and like you didn't get put in a commercial like almost yeah. my, my response is almost who cares yeah like 20 something guys also didn't get marketing. put in that commercial dude your teammates yeah. like yeah like you're yeah like you're like yeah you're like rodrigo wasn't in the commercial obviously rodrigo people you know consider him to be a better prospective talent but right now Vinny's obviously ahead of him in the pecking order but still he's a great Mm -hmm. brazilian player that wasn't featured in the commercial let's think rafinha i mean you could argue he's not performing either but he wasn't in the commercial um who who else i mean you said it most of the brazilian team plays in nike even though they're they're leaving more and more but there's like I feel like that. Well, Rafinha's in Adidas, better. right? Yeah, he's yeah. Adidas. And now Neymar's in Puma. Jesus and is Adidas. What did you say? Gabriel Jesus. Jesus is Adidas. Gabriel Martinelli Jesus is Adidas. Adidas. Um, the keeper Ederson yeah. is now Puma. Like they're they were all, these are all Thiago previous Soho Nike Puma. guys. Martinelli was a Nike was a Mercurial guy. Obviously, Ederson wore I think the seat. I forget what it was, but he was in he was in whatever the yeah Phantom he was Nike. Was. Yeah, he was Nike for a long time too. So. These other companies are coming from it. And obviously you got to understand that Nike knows what they're doing, but yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Okay. Well, I feel like that's probably, we're probably cool on the, uh, <laughs> the boot 
the boot contract. No, but that was good. I'm glad you brought that up. The the brand the brand deals. But well, so it's just to end this. Who do you think? Uh, who do you, uh, tonight? Jack Grealish was in was in blacked out boots. The he's been spotted in a bunch of Pumas. Up. Is he going to Puma? And where's Holland going to do? Up. Yeah. If yeah, so yeah, Jack Grealish. I mean, I yeah, Jack Grealish is up. Okay. He's probably up for the same reason where Nike's like, okay, like you've gone you've gone to Man City to play. They're a Puma club. You haven't exactly been lighting it up the way that you know. We thought you would. You especially haven't lit it up to the point where, like, kids want to be Jack Grealish. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you look at the city team, like, who do kids want to be on the city team? Erling Holland, Kevin DeBrunner. That's like, as far as marketability goes, that's probably it. nobody wants to be Bernardo Silva. Maybe, I mean, I'd say Riyad Mahrez also kind of has Riyad that Mahrez factor about so him cool. where, like, he might be. He's got that cool factor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, he's, he's, Phil he's, Foden he's even has that you know bit of I mean? that. Not for me, but I can, but Yo, for some people. I forgot. Yeah. 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 Phil Foden's way more marketable than Jack Grealish. Infinitely. Like, Jack Grealish, I mean, he's a cool guy too, but I mean, yeah. in terms of like what Nike would be looking for, definitely yeah. Phil Foden fits their the look that they yeah. have like Jack Grealish is like a pretty boy. let Grealish like, be Gucci want... and let Foden stay on those phantoms exactly yeah yeah man shout out to I love Phil Foden shout out to Phil Foden <laughs> that's my dog I love Phil Foden so much anyway um yeah so Jack definitely yeah he's out now he's not renewing him he'll go to Puma yeah, okay and then who else did you bring up Holland, because he's still technically you? not signed with Nike oh, yet, he but he's go? still always yeah. in the Nikes. Latest ones now, I mean, different colorway, but still the still the vapors. It's not a super yeah, I hope guy he just goes vapor I, guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He if like I think he should just go vapor. Yeah, same. Like just go vapor. You know, so what if the person that you're going to be like in contention with for the next. 10 seasons is also wearing the same, you know, shoe with you, except his has a collar. Like, yeah. it's fine. Like, it's not, it's not a problem. You know? Yeah. It's all good. Erling, don't, don't play yourself. Cause the thing is, I, and here's the other thing. Like I was actually, I was looking at a, now we're talking about boots. I was looking at the, uh, like the new generation of predators that Adidas put out this season, which actually like the ones that are, or I guess, I think, yeah, predators, like whatever, like, um, like the midfielders wear. Yeah. And I was like, they actually, like this year they look really good. But like last year I was like, they were a miss. But like Big with miss. Nike, you know, every year it's always consistently like there, like there's never a drop off. Like either it's the same and they just like rebrand it or they make like an improvement that actually contributes to the shoe. Where it's like yeah. Adidas every year, like the Predator is like a completely different shoe. It's so weird. It's like the Phantoms that are coming out yeah, like the fans that just came out now are the exact same shoe as like the Phantom Venom GTs that came out five years ago. They just keep naming them different yeah. things. But it's like if you look at the shoe, it's the same shoe. And they it's got not, a grip like, tech thing changed. now. It's like kind of yeah. – but, but it's literally – yeah, you're right. It has – the laces are covered. It's got that like sock thing yeah. lining over it. Like it's the same. It's the same. The thing. ghost. The ghost. Yeah. It's the same. It's yeah. It's the same shoe. And I'm like, it's fine. Like they make. And it, like there's some tweaks, but it's like it's not categorically a different. Like you look at yeah. the old Predator to the new one. It's like you can kind of tell because they have like the rubber elements on it that it's supposed to be a Predator. But it's like, bro, this is like. Like my game is going to be completely different because of this. And it's like, why? No one wants to adapt to like a new cleat every season or like halfway through the season like oh yeah like it's 2018 
2000 or like when you could they switch from year to year so it's like halfway through the season i'm playing a completely different shoe that sounds crazy anyway yeah that's no, all i got the new predator adidas. does look good i will Screw say that it adidas. looks better with laces though i'm i'm a, I'm a i like the adidas I, I don't know I, their stuff to me looks better with laces i know that they're like highest end stuff or whatever pogba wears usually doesn't have laces but yeah I, the plus series is laceless yeah yeah they look mad ugly so they look ugly. mad ugly <laughs> like, mad ugly yeah you gotta put laces yeah. All right, bro. Well, I think that's probably enough on the boot talk. Uh, what what else we got on the docket? Um, I think that for me, oh, 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 okay. So I did, I did want to talk about this just because uh, we've been talking about it kind of recently. So Bayern Munich back to winning ways. You know, they were they were hurting after that World Cup. It looked like <laughs> there you go. They were they couldn't get a clean name. sheet, but I guess it's okay to get a clean sheet. But they couldn't get a win. They could barely score any goals. So what are those? A four one today, right? Yeah. Nah, uh, they 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 let two in. They let another one in. It's four. It was four two. Okay. Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, man. Yeah, they're back. They're stay. Yeah, they aren't as tight as they need to be. They're not as tight as they need to be, but they're winning again. You think they're going to win the That's league? That's why I love watching them play. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think is it. Is it uh, Borussia Dortmund's in second? And I think they get back by like maybe eight points or something. So maybe. right now it's Bayern, Union, Berlin, and then Dortmund. Who? But Dortmund was in sixth like two weeks ago. So for them to be in third, just uh, you know, just a, a two points behind Union Berlin and three points behind Bayern. So that's actually I know that I talked oh. trash on them a couple weeks ago, and and I and I kind of hate on the German league now and then, but this is actually a really exciting season. Um, to be a Bundesliga fan. Yeah. Bro, I mean, I didn't even, re- I didn't realize it was that close. It's Last close. time I looked, it was a little bit of a different gap. Yeah. But uh, even RB Leipzig looks like they could have a run at it. Because, yeah, Bayern, I mean, they won, but they're not back to the old, their old self. No. And I think it's also, I mean, like, shout out, you know, they were able to get Jao Cancelo That's on big. loan for the end of the season. That was big. They're going to buy him. That's big. They're going to buy him. They, they would be smart to do yeah. that. Bro, like replace Benjamin Pavard? Are you kidding me? You can sign Jao Cancelo. Talk about upgrade. That's a come up, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like that might have been the signing. Like I know Chelsea did some business, but if if, if I'm keeping it 100, that was the signing of the of the January transfer window. Yeah. Like arguably one of the best right backs. That, no probably question. the best right back. I think he is. Like oh, I say is Left yeah back, he was right. probably the best right back in the league last season. Yeah, he is for me. You know. It's like, yeah, so, you know, shout out to him. I wonder what went wrong with him and Pep, though. I know, because they're like, both I don't understand. Yeah. Like, was it just, was it legitimately just like, yeah, like, I'm trying to, like, it's like, bro, like, you're the best, but, like, the team's also the best, so we got to, like, get some other people some time so they can get up to speed. And he's like, I don't want to share my time with no kid. And he's like, well, you can go to Bayern Munich then, because you'll yeah. definitely play over Benjamin Pavard. Yeah, no That's question. not a question. <laughs> That's not even like that's not a question anybody's asked. Like as soon as Ben saw it, he was like, "All right, yeah, I guess Cancelo's farting over me. Should I give him my shirt?" Now I'll wear the number twenty-two. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's good. To see. It's good for German football. I think it's good for football fans everywhere. I'm, um, I hope that Dortmund can can make a move though. I really would love to see. Um, that's like three points behind. They're a win and a lot a win, and then a Bayern loss away from from being level on points. So personally, I want that would be crazy. Dortmund, but. Um, then the other that would be crazy. Like speaking of tight races, obviously it's tight in the Premier League, but Serie A, aside from Napoli being 
what 12 points yeah, bro, clear. they ran away with it <laughs> yeah those yeah. three champions league spots are really tight like roma actually if the season were to end right now roma's in i think enters out right or ac milan actually is out yeah but enters in no i thought is enter in i thought enter was still are they fourth let me make sure right now so right now, as it stands, obviously Napoli's winning, Inter is second, Roma's third, Lazio is fourth, but Roma's played an extra game, so hopefully Lazio loses. Okay. But yeah, Milan is in fifth right now. It's all good. You know what? When it happened, it. though? Napoli's winning the league. Napoli's, yeah. But ever since, and this is another conspiracy, I don't know why I'm like this. I'm not like this, but I just love boots this much. I love Liao. You know that he switched over to Nike, even wearing them classic boots for the last couple weeks. Nikes. I'll be honest, I haven't watched a Milan game in a long time. Has he been wearing Nikes? He was an Adidas guy forever, and suddenly he switched over to Nikes. Where's those, yeah. like those, you know those uh, Pantone color block ones from like Euro... Oh, yeah, Euro 2012. He was wearing those. Yo, those are my favorite materials of all time. No question. No yeah, question. Those were clean. Dude, the whole pack was clean, but those yeah. materials with like that pink. Yeah. The pink, black, and white. Yeah. yeah. Those are hard. Yeah. But Those they've 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 lost their last two and then drew their two before that. So they just they've been on a on a rough spell. But um, I still I think I I just want personally I want Roma to make Champions League. And the last time I was the last time Roma was in Champions League was Chad and I went to a game in amazing environment. So I really want Roma back in Champions League. But I obviously Napoli has got this. Victor Oshmine is the the most underrated player in Europe. I think. I don't even know how to say his name properly. That's how underrated he is. I don't even know if I'm right. Yeah. Osaman, I, I call him Osaman, but I don't know. He's a he's a baller though. Yeah. They say he's coming to Chelsea this summer. This just it just wouldn't surprise me, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you say that, you're like, yeah, you might, he might. How much they want? Two hundred? They'll be, they'll get it done. Because he, you know, um, he'll be able to score. But I don't know. He break that number nine curse for sure. Probably still come with the mask on. Uh. <laughs> nah, bro. We'll we'll find we'll find we'll find a way to destroy his career. We will. Believe me, Chelsea will find the next striker that we have has to cost less than forty million. The next successful Chelsea striker will cost less than forty million. That's that's the only way it has to be. That's how it has to be. He won't be from the academy, and he won't be more than forty million pounds. That's actually that's a good the point. only way it's going to work. You you should Chelsea should look for someone that's everybody's like, uh-huh, what? <laughs> That's who they should be looking for right now. They shouldn't be going for a, a Victor Oshman or a, or a Holland or, who, I don't know, Mbappe or yeah. They shouldn't because yeah. you're right. They're going to get a guy. Yeah. And, and what they got to do is they got to get the guy no one knows about. And they got to buy him like through like a shell company. Because if they see it sell Chelsea, they'll raise the price. Yeah. So they just got to be like kind of like I think it was. I can't remember who it was. Like this last transfer window, somebody had like an affiliate club buy a player and then they loaned that player to the parent club like to get around financial fair play. I can't remember. It's like a Man City move. Oh, it's definitely a Man City move. Like with Frank Lambert, they're like, yo, you're going to go play for NYCFC and go directly to Manchester City on loan. Do not report. (laughs) Don't leave the country. Okay, well, All bro, right. before we get out of here, then it sounds like we're about to wrap up. Uh, question is: uh, PSG Champions League coming up. Messi had you know an outstanding game um, in the absence of his friend and rival. Champions League. Who do they have in the Champions League? Is it uh, Bayern? Bayern Munich. 
Yeah. It's Bayern Munich. That's why I wore this to be to be messy. <laughs> Shout out to Messi. Can they beat Bayern Munich with an injured Kylian Mbappe and Neymar? Can so, can Messi and the supporting cast beat Bayern Munich? So an, although it's a weak Bayern Munich? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely they can. But in all the years that I've been following PSG, um, obviously they've only been these like super teams in the last 12 years or so. But this is one of the weakest. I feel like they don't have a depth, as much depth as, as they have in the past or like as a Man City has or uh, obviously as a Chelsea have. But I think that this has to be their year. I just think that there's something that, that the PSG have to do. If Mbappe is out against Bayern Munich, that's going to be tough. I still think that they can win. I just don't think they will. <laughs> I don't know. PSG is cursed in the Champions League. Everyone, it was it was Mbappe. It was Neymar being hurt every season, getting deep in the Champions League. Now it's Mbappe. Yep. Like that's not a good look. That's not a good omen. Yeah. Um, Messi's been handled a couple times by Bayern Munich in his Barcelona days, so this is not what he wants yeah, to I see. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he got handled. That was bad. That he has that he has bad. obviously had his share of revenge on them, specifically in the name of Jerome Boateng. But lately, Bayern yeah, Munich too. has had PSG's number and Barca's number. But I don't think, obviously, they're not as good of a team um, as they've been these last couple of years. But I think that it's going to be tough for PSG to get past the fact that uh, Mbappe is not there. And his name are hurt, too, because he didn't play yesterday either. Yeah, no, they're both injured. Golly. Are they both going to be back? Because they say Neymar is probably missing this. I, I mean, Mbappe is probably missing this game. But is Neymar going to be back for it or no? You never know. I I mean, I'm guessing Neymar will be back, but he'll still – that might be like his first game back. So I'm going to make the call right now. I think that like, Mbappe is going to surprise everyone and come back for this game. And I think that, that if he's on – if they're going to beat him. That they're going to beat him this, this league. Okay, here it here first. The problem is that these fully. Do you do you do you want away goals to count worth worth more like they used to or no? I don't. I I don't know that I'm decided on I'm whether not or either. not I'm, I'm for or against the uh, yeah. again away goal. Yeah, it's like it's always great to like give like the away team like a reason to like take the game yeah. to them. And not just sit back, but, you know, like, I don't know. It's kind of, I mean, it made for some really, I'll say this. It made for some Amazing. really entertaining matches while it was still in effect. Okay. A lot of, a lot of things would have never happened without an away goal or, you know, in those aggregate matchups. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to, I don't, like, I don't want to say yes or no, because, yeah. I mean, all I can say is it was, it's, inter like, it, it's 50-50, because it's entertaining with it, but it's just as entertaining without it, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. But last thing, then, last thing, uh, Hakim Ziyech was supposed to go to PSG. I bet they're even more upset now that, like, I, I don't know if they knew that, uh, was did they know Mbappe was hurt? No. Or did they Mbappe play got hurt a game just re, just recent just recently after the yeah after like after the yeah. window shut okay because I'm like 
That's that sucks because like they're like we could have had like an adequate winger for the French league at least, and Absolutely. one that's also proven in the Champions League. A Champions League, let's not you know Champions League award winner Hakim Ziyech. You know that could have been big for them to like close out their season, bring him over on loan. Yeah. I like I still can't believe like I don't like I'm not we're not gonna talk about that. I just. I mean, it's a shame that they dropped the ball. Well, like that's yeah. So, so do you blame Chelsea too? Because so everything that I read is like, yo, Chelsea was not answering their phone calls. They didn't answer the emails, and they sent back the the thing unsigned. <laughs> like at like eleven. Like yeah. After the deadline, basically. Which I'm like, if that's really what happened, like that's what PSG is saying. I feel like che- I heard from Chelsea's correspondents. They said we sent the correct paperwork, but they said we sent the correct paperwork at like eleven oh four, and I'm like. Yeah, it was over already. So was the window closed? Yes. Or, like, you know there's a time difference yeah. between Paris and London. Yeah. So, like, what happened? Yeah. And, but also, at the same time, like, if this is the other thing. I'm like, why do you leave the business to the, last, yeah. to the end of the window? It's like ZS, like, ZS PSG, if you know you want to, you know, do business together, and you know the window closes on the 31st, like, why not come there on the 30th yeah you know what like what like i just don't know why it was left like a a lone move to for a player that you're not enamored with i feel like that's a no-brainer like you could have went in january 3rd like why didn't you just like you had all month this wasn't like a complex deal this was just a loan from a team that was happy alleged allegedly happy to allow you to go on loan why did you wait so long like i feel like there's a lot of blame to go around but like ultimately like now I sound like I'm carrying Chelsea's water and I probably am a little bit. If yeah. you know Chelsea are going to be focusing all of their attention on making a Premier League record breaking signing, why do you think PSG Hakim Ziyech, why do you think they're going to take that that deal took them like 20 hours to close. Why are they going to walk away from that deal to finish to help this. like something that's against their interest. Like let me Hakim Ziyech go is against their interest. Like they're like, yeah, we don't want to play, but like if something goes wrong, we're already paying you. So like you're another capable winger in a list of capable wingers or uncapable wingers that can come off the bench. So like, why are we going to prioritize making you leave when we're like throwing all our resources at getting um, Enzo to the club? Like you should have came to us when we weren't busy. Yeah. Like we don't care. Like we like they're ultimately it's like we're they're saying we don't care we're dealing with something way more important right now and I'm like yeah like bro like you like if you're asking a club to go on loan you should know like you aren't the priority so why would you think they would put you before yeah but just to contrast that a bit like you're right definitely last minute but last minute deals happen obviously like they this you know record breaking literally was a last minute deal for Enzo but it just when Sky Sports broke it down like you saw. Like they had records of the phone calls that PSG was making unanswered to Chelsea, and then they sent the email back of the paperwork. First time was unsigned, so it wasn't valid. And then you're right; by the time they sent it back again, signed, it was it was twenty three oh four. Like the windows closed are, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, PSG, if you know you want them that badly to the point where you're now coming out publicly and being like they're never gonna dirty yeah. our doorstep or whatever with. The come for him a day earlier even you know like if it was that important you to come earlier because what what's unclear what's on because i saw we all read the same reports what's unclear to me is when they say we came or like we like we we were calling it's like who were you calling were you calling 
Ted Boley and his co-owner? Yeah, no were idea. you calling them on their cell phones? Were you like who like who were you calling Chelsea's like contact us number off of Chelsea.co.uk? <laughs> like what DMs. number were you <laughs> DMs? Like what number were you calling? Like that's important. Like, like if you were like if it was Arsenal, you would be like, "Where was it? Is it Edu?" Yeah. Like I was calling. I called Edu and he didn't answer my phone call. Okay, that's 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 pretty damaging. It's like I was calling Todd Bowley. He didn't pick up his phone. Well, obviously he didn't pick up his phone because he was on the phone with somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like I say that, but I also say that knowing that like they probably. If they would have just cared like five percent more, they obviously could a tiny have happened because like yeah, it could have easily happened. You could be negotiating with somebody and filling yeah. out someone else's paperwork. Because it was for, four like, minutes, a sta- like a standardized loan. Yeah, yeah. I feel so for Ziyech because like he would have played in 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 Paris, and I don't yeah. think he's going to play. I mean, he started he started Friday, right? Well, I, I think that was a consolation. Like, bro, like we're gonna try to make you feel important. Go prove you can do something. Oh, we couldn't score against Fulham. You're back on the bench. Yeah, he's not playing much anymore. Step aside. We're letting Nani. We're letting Madueki play. Man, you hear old news, man. You yeah. didn't want to be here. Yeah, kick rocks. Shout out to Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, that sucks for him, but yeah, it's football. It's transfers. Anyway, I, I hope that PSG win it. Okay. Uh, win Champions League this season. They won't, but I hope they do too. But they won't. All right. It's been almost an hour. All right. Yeah. So, guys, listen, we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate you hanging out with us, you know, on the uh, Brazil Football Podcast. We'll see you next week. Ciao. I don't know why I said ciao. 5711.